0: Sports staff of the Holland Sentinel, this is From the Press Box with your hosts, Brian Vernellis, Dan Diadonna,
1: and Chris Zadarazny. All right, welcome back to From the Press Box, the weekly podcast from the Holland Sentinel sports staff. Uh, I'm sports editor Dan Diadonna, along with assistant sports editor Chris Zadarazny, and we are here to talk sports, specifically football, because it's football, but I can't uh, can't start without mentioning the fact that the last three matches on Arthur Ashe Stadium were monumental upsets of Sharapova, Roger Federer, and Sloan Stevens this afternoon, all in succession. So I feel bad for whoever's next up on Arthur Ashe Stadium. very often. Uh, especially, I mean, there's the graveyard court at Wimbledon where the champions go down like that. But this... That could start happening now. Uh, Arthur, there really It's ah, all is, in one
0: day and all of the, same, yeah. the same succession. It's just. It,
1: three in a, the three matches in a row. Um, yeah, I stayed up to watch Federer's match and the bottom just fell out. He looked awful. Yeah. It was weird. Not normal for him. No, first time, know, fourth time he hasn't made the quarterfinals in like 20 years of wow. so a major. That's ridiculous. So, anyway, that's not what we're here Pretty to talk crazy. About. Yeah. Although it's interesting. Yeah. Um, all right, we got a lot of football stuff to recap from week two um, of the high school season and looking forward to week three, but we're going to start with the season opener for Hope College football. Uh, they lost to Milliken at home um, in front of thousands at Ray and Sue Smith Stadium, including our own Chris Adarozny. Uh Chris, I mean, they look hope had its moments that was up and down kind of game uh they had their chances what what did you see from them in the opener
0: yeah it was a crowd of three thousand plus people i mean it was the stands were packed outside of the the visiting stands which is a a bit of a drive for millican but uh all the the grassy areas the stands were packed and it was really cool to see that on a on a friday night in community day uh coming together for hope and holland and um the the fans coming out and supporting the team it was really Something I haven't seen in three years, and it's it's quite nice to get that started in three, year three under uh, Sturzma. Um, unfortunately for them, it didn't start out with a win, but they did look good at times. Um, despite the twenty five twenty one loss, they they led through the first three quarters of the game. They just gave the game winning touchdown with like eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and hope had their chances, but they just they just couldn't get over that hump uh, late in the fourth quarter, despite getting a fumble and and failing on fourth down a couple times, and they just didn't convert. And the offense didn't have that kind of chemistry that I thought they would uh, going into the season, uh, especially with Mason back at quarterback. Um, they got a new running back and, uh, and carry on uh Houston, uh, sorry Kenya Houston. Um, he had a pretty good debut as a freshman. Uh, it's just it's going to take this week, I think, for hope to kind of get things back into where they want it to be. But it's it's not like it's a season-ending a loss, or you know, it's just a bump in the road for them.
1: Yeah, and obviously the MIAA is their their ticket to postseason and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's got to be frustrating for them and for Sturzma, knowing that his, I mean his goal is to take them past just winning the MIAA, um, and we're you know we're to that point where still the non conference games are really have been really tough for them. Yeah, uh, as they always have been.
0: Yeah, and it's where they want to start out. They want to start out with a tough game to the season, but here's where their problem lied uh, on Friday night. They were 6 of 18 on third down. That's not going to win any football games. No. And they also won time of possession by more than 10 minutes, and they still lost by four points. They had the ball a lot. They just couldn't convert on those third downs. They couldn't find the correct hole on the run or couldn't connect on a pass. And that's that comes with practice, and that – for me, is not a deal-breaker in terms of how their season will play out. Um, their defense, especially, I thought was really good, despite the fact that Milliken did score on a couple of easy plays, a couple of easy runs. Um, overall, their defense played particularly well. If you're holding a team like Milliken, who was 7-3 last year, to 25 points uh, in the home opener, season opener on a team that returned, I think, nine people on, on their offensive line, or, or sorry, their uh, uh, both lines in general, that's pretty good. So they're going to build off of that. And I I think one of the the bright spots, along with uh, Mason Oppel coming back and kind of figuring out how to make this offense work, he made a lot of plays work on it with his feet if he was scrambling out of the box, out of the pocket, Uh, whether it was finding someone uh, on the run or giving it to to Kenny Houston. I thought Kenny Houston is going to be – I thought he was really good. I think he's going to be a really good player for them this year as a freshman. He had 102 yards on 19 carries as a freshman in his first Division three NCAA game. So uh, look out for him. I thought uh, Christian Boss, he was the main wide receiver for Mason Um Boss looked like the go-to guy outside of tight end Jake Kozlowski. Uh, Boss didn't have a touchdown, but he very well could have more than a few after a couple weeks uh, if Mason Apple likes going to him more. Um, they've got some weapons. they just got to find out uh, how to connect those weapons together uh, moving into Week 2.
1: All right, and let's move into the high school. We had, um, last week we talked about how all of our teams won their season opener for the first time ever. The area went 8-0, which is astonishing um, in a lot of ways. Um, we've been close a few times, but um, now through week two, we have six of our eight teams are 2-0, and which is also very impressive, um, and the two teams that lost... We're in it, yeah. Too. I yeah. mean, Hamilton is one and one. Uh, they lost Coopersville. They were in that game the whole time. Just had a couple, couple too many mistakes um, that happened at key moments, and they weren't able to come back from them. But overall, they looked. They still looked pretty good. Um, and I am going to throw a shout out to the Hawks Nest Student Section because that is the most Hamilton students I've seen at one of their games in years. Uh, they were, you know. A good 15, 16 rows deep, full. Um, they were all dressed in their Hawaiian stuff. Some guys, some guys had you know scuba gear on and everything else, uh, snorkels and things like that. It was really, it was really exciting. They were into it, um, and to have that many students there and into it, that was a really cool thing to see. A good way to start out the season. Um, so, shout out to them, and a shout out to the Coop, uh, Zealand East student section was huge on friday uh, they the team had uh to wait over an hour for detroit douglas to get there um uh, they had some delays with the bus and traffic and holiday weekend traffic and everything because theirs was the friday night game and a packed coupe student sections waited out the hour and a half or whatever it was to for the game to start they had their white out they had their powder flying after the um, after the kickoff, but that those two student student sections in particular just really, really, really rocked it. I had to have to give them the shout out because it made the games very exciting. Um, and Zealand East made that game pretty exciting too. They uh, the first 20, I think the first twenty minutes or in a twenty minute span, their defense scored four touchdowns. You don't see that <laughs> um, very often. No, and uh, they went on to crush um, crush Detroit Douglas. I mean, they had it was they had forty. 42 points in the first quarter. Yeah. Um, and the game was over. But they scored four defensive touchdowns. They had a kickoff return for a touchdown. They scored a bunch on offense. They looked uh, pretty unstoppable, which is good for them because we'll get into this in a little bit, but they're they're up against two-time defending state champions, Catholic Central, <laughs> this week. Um, but they, they played really, really well. Holland beat Cal, went down to Kalamazoo. Lloyd Norris and beat them. They're 2-0. Um, uh, West Ottawa, they... Uh, they Thrilling beat Forest game. Hills Whew. Central. You were at that, that was. Game, uh, right? Lenny was at that game. Lenny was at that game. That's double right. overtime too. Yeah, double overtime. Wow, thriller. Um, Forest Hills Central has been like a constant non-conference presence for West Ottawa over the years, and they've had these kind of games. I mean, I covered two of two of their games in a row, where they. I'm two years in a row. I'm pretty sure that they lost on the road on the last second play, and then the next As year they won last year. on the last second yeah. play, and it happened again last year. And here we are double overtime again. So this is becoming a pretty epic non-conference rivalry, um, which is very exciting to see. But yeah, West Ottawa, two and zero. I mean they're they're picking up right where they left off last year. Um, the first game against Stevensville Lakeshore, who who was, you know, apparently down this year. They're still going to be a playoff team, I'm sure, yep. but. This game erases any was it a fluke? What yeah, was going, that I mean, certainly gave me doubt
0: that I, I was doubting them, and, and they proved me wrong. And yeah. probably the biggest way possible, of winning in double overtime, and Jason Fairfield with three interceptions. How about yeah, that?
1: He's going to be a player, man. I mean, he. No, I shouldn't say that. He is a player, yeah. man. He is. Yeah. He's been uh, kind of under the radar. We've got so many um, electric linebackers over the last couple years uh, that he, that he's kind of gone under the radar, uh, especially as an underclassman, but. He's the best defensive back we've had in a while, and uh, he's just getting better and better with each week. Um, and then uh, Holland Christian, yeah, they the 2-0. Yeah, they beat Forest Hills Eastern, 40-16. to 16.
0: I mean, And they did it without Will Van Weeren last week, and they right. still won by a long shot.
1: Their That's offense good, is great, and they they stopped the run. That's yep. their whole thing, and uh, that'll be a big key for them this week as we uh, you know talk about that a little bit, too. Fenville survived. They didn't play their best game. They barely hung on to win. Um, but they're 2-0.
0: 22 I mean, that was a tough game for Fenville. I was talking mm-hmm. to Trevor Lucas a little bit about that on his bus ride back, and they were down early, and they came back, and they were kind of holding on, and um, they were able to hold on in the fourth quarter despite a late touchdown, and, and that's, that showed, that goes to show that Fenville isn't just dominant and they can win in blowout games, but they can win in close games, too,
1: and that's right. two
0: weeks. That's two different wins for Fenville, and that's pretty impressive so far.
1: Right, especially in the sack because there are a lot of blowout games in the sack for in both directions. I mean I've I mean if you look at Sogatuck and Fenville over the years there'll be games where they lose forty to six and the next game they win forty to six, you know, and it's uh, that's kind of how it's gone in the in the sack. But when the teams are close that is you know, that is kind of, you know, those are important wins and that's that was a big win for them to be able to show that even if maybe if they didn't play their best they can pull out a victory. Yep. Um, and then Sagatuck went down to Waterville uh, who's been a sack powerhouse um, for years, uh, a lot of times they're in different divisions, which they are now as well. But uh, they went down and took care of business. Five touchdowns for Brad Dunn, an interception, seals seals the game late. And uh, they are 2-0 and also with a huge road victory. And I'm pretty sure on paper that's the biggest game they're going to have until Fenville, which yep. is the last week of the season. I would agree with that. And that might – I mean, Fenville might have – you know another couple tough games in between and and so Tuck probably will too but that's to me looking at the schedule ahead of time the two games i circled for Sagatuk were Water were and fenville yeah and so that's uh you know could be down for another showdown here and uh i mean saga still building off i mean they lost in the final but they won all those games leading up to it and Fenville's now won seven games in a row dating back to last season too, so it's exciting stuff down there for them. I'm so. excited
0: for week for week nine for them. Oh yeah. that's
1: gonna be a great matchup. And it's not the Zealand East, Zealand West game this Correct. year or yeah. the Holland Holland Christian game. Those are both in week eight. So we will be able to beef up the coverage on the saugertuck Fenville game much more this year. Um, because it's got each of those high, each of those rivalries. And this is a shout out to all you people scheduling uh, all the administrators and okay conference people that I'm sure are not listening, <laughs> but uh, if we could spread those three games specifically apart, I don't care about any other games uh, if we could spread those games apart, and maybe the West outer Rockford game if those four games could be all in their own week, yep uh, you know we could blow out the coverage a little bit better of games that we should be blowing out the coverage of so um all right so now we got week three coming up here some teams are going to be three and oh some teams are not um we're going to see we're going to see what happens here um we've got uh west ottawa traveling to rockford always a tough match it's a great rivalry it's a great rivalry um west ottawa's actually gotten a couple wins in this rivalry now so that's uh Makes it a rivalry again. It was kind of a Red Sox Yankees thing for a while, where yeah. it was more of a nemesis than a rivalry. But it's really been a rivalry in all sports. Uh, it it always has in the other sports. Uh, but football was not it's always bigger. had the upper hand for so long, uh, for the most part. Um, and then we've got Holland is playing at Zeeland West, uh, Holland Christian at Unity Christian, zealand East at Grand Rapids Catholic Central, Byron Center at Hamilton ville at Dalton Kellogg and Brandywine at Sagatuck, so full slate of games, and we should have all of them covered with reporters this week, which is very exciting for us. With seven, that's a games. first, I think, for the first time since so I've joined the Settles, and we've 16. had seven, yeah, yeah, that we've had seven games all covered, um, and that's very exciting for everybody. Hopefully, um, very exciting for the fans and readers as well as the players too. Um, let's let's just go. I think we got to go right into picks here. Let's go right sure, down. Let's, let's go do right down the list and, um, I'm, I get since I'm hosting here, I get to uh, right. pick your brain first and then sure. rebut here. So we're gonna start out with West Ottawa at Rockford. What do you say?
0: Well, West Ottawa totally proved me wrong wrong last week, and as they tweeted out, they made me say whoa because a double overtime win is quite the the whoa factor uh, for them. Uh, I'm going with West Ottawa here this week. Uh, uh, they, they proved me wrong last week, and obviously they're playing Rockford, a rival. They're going to play better than they did last week, I would think. And Rockford's one and one. They got shut out last week by Lowell, thirty-six nothing. So I think this is a pretty straightforward pick in terms of West Ottawa winning this over Rockford,
1: even if it's a rivalry game. All right, allow me to disagree. All right, I like um, it. I do have all the confidence in the world. In West Ottawa. They're a great team, and I hope maybe this will be the week that they prove me wrong, like they did to you. <laughs> but they never win at Rockford, ever. I mean, it's been decades and decades. I mean, this is not, um, it seems sometimes it seems like a hundred years uh, the way that it goes there. I've seen great West Ottawa teams go in there and get whipped, I've seen great West Ottawa teams go in there and lose on the last second. There is always something there that is, uh, and I'm not even saying that it's a mental block necessarily specifically to this team, but at Rockford, no one plays well at Rockford. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's one of those places And, and West Ottawa just, there's just something about it. They, even when they have great teams that on paper should win, they don't win at Rockford because no one wins at Rockford. So uh, i'm picking rockford in this one i would love to see west ottawa win challenge to you guys whoa um but i ju- until they win at rockford i will not pick them to win at rockford
0: last year uh, they won 35
1: 30
0: and that was at home That was at home and looking back at their schedule i don't know if this was home or away because there was a year in between in 2003 they didn't play each other um oddly enough. In 2002,
1: West Ottawa beat Rockford, but we don't know if that's home or away. I, believe, I believe that that was a home game. Uh, that was before our tenure here. Um, we definitely could be wrong on that, but based on stories I've done in the past, I'm pretty sure that that was a home game. I'm pretty sure they haven't won at Rockford in since at least the 90s, and if not, even yeah, before. Prior, that. To, prior to 2002, the last time they won against Rockford in the 90s was 1994.
0: Yeah. So it's that been a while, be It is. Yeah. It's so even if they time. have won,
1: they've won once at Rockford in 25 years. And that's, you know, that's kind of where we're at. So, Prove me wrong, Roe. This is a challenge to you. Uh, but I, I think, uh, like I said, until until teams win, actually can win at Rockford, it's tough for me to pick them to yep. win at Rockford. Makes so, sense. So I'm going with Rockford. All right, Holland at Zeeland West. This is quickly becoming the most intriguing game of the early part of the season. I mean, you've got Holland who's hasn't necessarily even played their best but they're 2-0 and and you've got zealand west who has played pretty well but they're one and one um so there's just so many levels to this here um what do you th- what are you thinking chris you know this this wasn't originally
0: circled on my schedule at the start of the season two weeks ago as the game of the week this week because that was chicks and grcc and I think it still is Chicks, GRCC because they're playing a defending state champ two time two times over. But this is such a close number two that, that I'm having trouble figuring out who could win this game. I've seen both teams play. Holland uh, played pretty well against Wyoming in their home opener. And I saw Zealand West play against GR Christian, and they played okay, but at times made some mistakes, and that's what cost them the game. But both teams made similar mistakes in that if those mistakes are fixed— this is a, it's a big win for Holland and it's a, it's a big win for for the Ducks um, I think I'm going to go with the Ducks in this matchup only because I don't know if Holland can stop the wing T offense and that's such it's such a hard thing to do and the Eagles had a very tough time with that last week they were able to do it because the Ducks did make some mistakes um, with sophomore quarterback Carson Gulker throwing a couple of interceptions I think one interception and in, there was a fumble in there somewhere or they just couldn't get a third down or a fourth down conversion at least twice they failed on fourth down conversions uh, I know under John Chiladel, he's a great coach. He's he's won championships before. He knows what he's doing. Um, I just think the Ducks have a little bit more experience and a tougher offense than uh, Holland does. But my goodness, if Donovan Webb can break some runs, the Ducks defense may not be able to catch him because he's so fast. <laughs> it's going to be a fantastic game. Uh, and this is a very difficult pick for me, but I'm I'm going with the Ducks very slightly. What do you got?
1: You know, I just keep staring at it. Yeah, I just keep staring at it, and I think that I agree in the sense that can the duck stop the wing tee is the focus, and I think that they might be able to. Yeah, they very <laughs> well is, could. Yeah, uh, and this is, and I do think Donovan will break some runs. I think this that's going to be. A big thing i think but what it boils down to is when i stare at this matchup i just like if it i feel like if it was at holland i would easily pick not easily easily from my part i'm not saying they would easily win i would i would say that i would definitely lean toward holland winning this game and i think this is a you know more of a coin flip now especially being at at zealand west but they've you know, West has played a little bit better competition, and they're one and one. Um, but Holland is, you know, proved that they, you know, that they can win without playing their best as well. Um, so all that running around said, <laughs> I, I think I, just like I said, West Ottawa, West Ottawa has got to prove that they can win there. I gotta say the same thing for Holland. I think they got to prove that they can win at Zealand Stadium uh, against the Ducks. Um, and it's another challenge to them. I really think they can do it. Um, I just I just think they're when you put it all together, I think that Zealand West has a little bit more defense and I think that if they can key on Donovan Webb, they still won't stop him. But they could slow him down enough that it could be a one-touchdown difference. Yep,
0: absolutely. I, I totally see that happening as well. It's, and it's if you gonna ask be, me in
1: an hour, I might give you a completely different answer. That's what this game is turning into. Yeah,
0: it's going to be a coin flip, and it's going to be a great game. So
1: if you're not at any other game in the
0: area, go to that one this week. Yeah,
1: if you have no affiliation and you just want the game that's in town, that one's in town. Go to that one. Yep, it's going to be exciting. All right, so now we've got Holland Christian at Unity Christian. Hmm. These, this week uh, overall is just very intriguing i'm loving that this is kind of we're having a whole week of weird matchups uh not weird matchups but more intriguing matchups than we thought um i mean holland christians 2-0 uh unity christians 2-0 unity christians 2-0 and has a, been a playoff team um yeah what do you think chris I well it off to chris this, first, by this the way. is
0: going to be interesting this is also very similar to what we just talked about in the ducks and the dutch uh I didn't think this was going to be that big of a game this year, um, but both teams have proved that they are great—not great, but really good through two weeks. Um, Unity Christian won thirty-eight, thirty-one over week in week one over Allendale, and then beat Gowan Heights pretty handily by twenty points last week. Um, Holland Christian, meanwhile, won without Will Van Weeren, and they still demolished Forest Hills Eastern. I don't know what, what the status of Will Van Weeren is in week three. Um, we're going to find—you know—we'll find out on Friday. Um, but I'm going with Holland Christian here. Their offense has proved that they are quite dangerous with even without one of their top receivers, who could easily go for a thousand yards if he's healthy the rest of the season. Um, Unity Christian, they they made the playoffs last year, but they were six and four. They return a lot, as it appears they are two and zero. But I think Holland Christian's receivers and quarterback Wilson Wirebaugh are just too much for any team to handle so far through three weeks, and I'm, I'm going with maroons.
1: Um, I agree. I think that Unity Christian, you know, looking at this game uh, before the season started, I was like, well, Unity Christian is going to win this one. And the Holland Christian, it's their offense has been fantastic, but their defense is what has changed my mind for this pick because their defense is holding tough. I mean, we're talking Unity Christian has beaten two okay teams, and I don't mean the conference. I mean, they're okay. Yep. They're decent teams. But, I mean, Hamilton beat Godwin. Yeah. week one. Allendale's one-on-one. I mean, it's not like, you know, there's there's nothing spectacular about what they've done so far. Um, if Holland Christian's defense plays like they did last week, they win, and I think that they will. So I'm going to agree with you. All right, I like say that. say Holland Christian. Uh, 40 points, by the way, through two games allowed for, for Holland Christian. I mean, that's a huge step from where they were last year. And if they can keep that up they're gonna score more than 20 points yep what we got next oh here is the regional west michigan's game of the game of the week if you can say that i mean there's too many of them. absolutely I mean, West Ottawa rockford's yeah. a game of the week holland zealand west for us in our part of the neck of the woods is a could be a game of the week zealand east at grand rapids catholic central this could be pretty epic i mean we you've got a 2-0 zealand east team that has offensive weapons, has a great defense. They're going up against the two-time defending state champions, Grand Rapids Catholic Central, on the road, and uh, this is one of those games where this could be a signature program victory for Zeeland East to win this game now. With, at you know at the height of what they've got right now, and winning on the road, um, just like. I mean, in lesser sense. I mean, for, I mean, it would be a signature win for West Ottawa, winning at Rockford. And I think it would be, on a, a little bit smaller scale, a signature win for Holland if they won at Zealand West. Yep. So, that's what we got. I mean, Zealand East played great last week. Their defense scored four touchdowns. Their defense is fantastic. Their offense has a lot of weapons with Gabe Taylor and Josh Fusco. Um, and they're very balanced in that sense um they got a lot of veteran players uh boom bottom on the defense you know adam berkhorst in the middle uh they're just they're they've got a lot of stalwarts out there which is you don't get a team that has that kind of i mean west ottawa had that last year that was kind of what they you know what they were dealing with uh Zelandese has that now but at the same time they're going up against two-time defending state champions so chris who you got
0: this is just one that I, I don't know really right now. By the time I'm t- done talking, I will probably have an answer. <laughs> this is this is just this should be a matchup for Week Nine. I mean, this is a Week Three game, a non-conference game that I th- I think is good for both teams. Um, GRCC coming off two uh, consecutive stage championships, are, they're one one on the season. They lost to Sleen last week, seventeen to seven. The Chicks, meanwhile. I, well, I didn't see him last week. You, you told me that they had four touchdowns on defense, which is really, I mean, that's incredible. No, they weren't playing a great team, but still. No, but to score four, I mean, any defense scoring four touchdowns, no matter who you're playing, is quite impressive. Uh, but I did see week one against East Grand Rapids, and, and I was impressed at the win. I wasn't impressed at how it was won in terms of the how things shaked out in the first half for Zeal East. The fourth quarter was impressive with Gabe Taylor. Um, through two weeks, I think Zeal East has figured out kind of who they are and what they want to be, and... They know this is probably the biggest game outside of West on the schedule, which, by the way, is week eight. Uh, it's the only East-West. Um, GRCC is is dominant. They're good. They've made the playoffs for quite a long time. They're a perennial power. Um, I I, th- I think East edges them out by, like, a two-point conversion or, or an extra point in the fourth quarter or something like that. It's going to be that close of a game. you got a, a dynamic offense with Gabe Taylor, like you said, Fusco in the back. Um, and a solid defensive line and linebacker in, in Berghorst and uh, the Berghorst horse in the Bonema brothers i should say tag and boone are, are both good tags a freshman and he's making plays already um yeah i just i just see the chicks maybe just pulling this one out just barely but this might be one of the best games of the entire year in west michigan
1: yeah i mean i'm sitting here listening to you say all that stuff and i still haven't you know, I was hoping something you would say would make up my mind. <laughs> it's hard. It's um, a it's, tough it's, game. It's really hard too, because I don't want to spend my entire time with the picks challenging local teams to be better. <laughs> but at the same time, after watching that defense, I mean I can't I can't pick against them after watching the way their defense played. Now maybe you know, now definitely Catholic Central is better than Detroit Douglas. And they're, you know, going to be at home, and it's going to be kind of crazy. But this is the chance for that signature win, like we talked about, for the program to, um, to be able to do something like this. Um, Lease has almost had some of these wins against like Muskegon in the past, especially when they were in the OK Black with Muskegon. Uh, this is their chance to do that. I think they see it. I think they're focused enough, and they think their veteran leadership allows it to happen. Um, and I think, yeah, I think there's something. there's I think a defensive a key defensive play will win it for them. It should um, be a great game. So I, I'm I can't wait to see it. So many tough games. I'm picking with you again on this one. Um, yeah, Zealand, Zealand East, I think I think they get the signature win. They know it. They feel it. And I think this is their year to have that kind of a a year in kind of a game and a big game rivalry or a yep. big game situation.
0: Yeah. Last year we thought that was the year and they, they won the okay green and they went undefeated and they beat their rivals in the last, Oh my goodness, this is a great year for them. And all of a sudden we, one week later they're trounced by the rivals the ducks. So I'm sure that's still in the back of their minds for um, a number of those players. And like, they know they're still good, but they're not to that greatness level yet because they haven't had that big win. And, and this, this could put them on. This the way. will Absolutely. certainly put
1: them on the map. All right not quite as sexy of a matchup byron center at hamilton uh, but still could be a great game byron center is um not quite as they have been um and hamilton is one and one but they've played well in both games they could have won both games they had a couple mistakes last week that cost them byron center at hamilton who you got um right
0: off the bat i'm taking hamilton in this game um hamilton has impressed me so far through two weeks um especially that week one win um, over Guyan Heights last week, they they probably could have or should have won that game, uh, minus a few mistakes. Byron Center is zero to two. They scored thirty five points through two games. Um, Hamilton, I know can can do better than that <laughs> uh, offensively. So um, I, I think this is going to be a, a two one Hamilton team after three weeks, just like that.
1: Yeah, it's very important. This this game is might it will be the probably the most important game of the year for Hamilton. I think that. They could. It could have been a little. It could be a little more dicey if it was at Byron Center, but it is not, which helps. Um, but they know that they've got to play East West and Holland and Holland Christian. They know and Unity. They know what those teams have. They know that they do have a shot at beating some of those teams. But this is a team that they have to beat a, a Byron Center team that's down. For, for them that's down... I mean, Byron Center had been so great yep. just a couple years ago. They have to be able to put away a team like that if they want to have a shot at making the playoffs. And I think that they know that, they feel that, and they're not happy with the way last week went because they very well could have been 2-0 and this game could have put them at 3-0. And then it could have been looking like all our teams would have made the playoffs. Yep, um, And that still could be the case. But this... They have to have this game. Hamilton has to have this game, and I think they get it. Yep, same here. All right, Fenville at Delton Kellogg. Now, this is an interesting matchup because it's a road, another road matchup for Fenville. But last year, Hamilton won the their division by winning five games in a row at the end. Beat Sagertuck for the division title, but that only ended up with them being 5-4, and four, and they were not picked for the playoffs. The team that was 5-4 and four that was picked for the playoffs was Delton Kellogg. Yep. Uh, not in their division, um, but still a sack team. And uh, I'm not saying that, you know, that that extra motivates any more than it should. You should want to win your game on the road. Um, I think that'll be more motivating for maybe the coaching staff, um, knowing that that, you know, but it wasn't it's a head to head it wasn't a head-to-head game against them that caught, you know, right, crossed right. it at the end like that. It was, you know, just the way the playoff points worked. Um, but that, I mean, that means it's, you know, two pretty decently even teams going at it. Um, so, Fenville on the long road trip, who you got? Well, uh, Dalton Kellogg's 2 0, and Fenville's 2 0. This should be actually
0: one of those other games on this list that, wow, 2 0 teams, this is going to be a close game. Um, I, I don't have any reason to believe Fenville is going to lose this game at this point after two weeks of a blowout win and then a close win. Um, Jace Cossey and and Matthew Sanchez have proved to be quite the dynamic duo for the Blackhawks so far this season. Um, So far, Dalton Kellogg has two blowout wins. They haven't had a close win yet. Not that that should go against them, but the fact that Fenville has both of those, I think, proves that, like we said earlier, they know how to win in both kinds of environments and... I think if Henville is 3-0 for this week.
1: I agree. I mean, I, they're, I'm i not going to pick against them unless I have a reason to. I don't have a reason to yet. I mean, they're, they've are they got a good defense, and they got a good thing going on offense. Um, this will be a good game. This will be a close game. But it's um, – yeah, Fenville hasn't given me a reason yet. So um, I think they get it done on the road because they, they're on a roll. They're just on a roll. Their program's turned around. They've won seven in a row dating back to last year. Um that momentum is a big thing and i don't think that this road trip is going to derail that momentum so same here all right now we got last game brandywine at sagatuck um yeah sagatuck's 2 and 0 brandywine's okay a 1 and 1 <laughs> uh I mean, I'm going to say it's pretty safe to say just to jump to jump the gun and step in front of you here. Go this. ahead. And Chris, is that yeah. we're both going to pick Saga Tug pretty easily to win this one. We are. Um, they played fantastic last week. Um, their defense made the stops when it had to. Their offense was dynamic. Brad Dunn had five touchdowns um, and has become the playmaker uh, that they've needed. And I, I, I just think it's pretty easy.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Um one one thing that sticks out for me is through two games, uh Niles Brandywine has a lot hundred points. They've also scored ninety two, but they have a lot of hundred. We can we already know that Sagatuk can score points and Brad Dunn knows how to score touchdowns. Right. And Sagatuk's defense knows how to make stops, despite the last week game where it was a close competitive football game, 49-42.
1: Right. Oh, and that was against Water Elite, who's yeah. a power. Yeah. I mean,
0: so I, I think it's pretty cut and dry here. Tuck I think, goes
1: and wins uh, game number three. By 20, I would say. Yeah. Same here. By 20. All right. So those of you keeping track at home uh, have been very keen on the fact that Chris was ahead after the first week. Uh, for it was the first so time, exciting. For the first time in three years, he has been ahead in the picks um, for week one. And uh, <sighs> yeah, he's two behind now after week two. So I am going to uh I'm going to thank my West Ottawa uh my West Ottawa Twitter Twitter followers for shouting out that i'm gonna that i'm gonna get to get back at chris this week and i did they had Um, your back and then they got you for that right and now i picked against him and we're gonna see how this turns out it's gonna Um, be an exciting week i would love to be proved wrong and i love i would love if our picks kind of go back and forth for a while don't get me wrong i love dominating oh of course (laughs) yeah you do (laughs) um so i'm up two now we're gonna see what happens and we've got uh, one or two we have one or two games we only have one game picked different don't we i think so and it's that uh, West Outer Rockford game. I can't believe that with all these close games. Yeah, well. You know, if we did this sh- if we did this show again tomorrow, maybe I would... Might be different. Pick Catholic Central or Holland or... No, I don't think I'd pick just, Unity Christian. They just have to have those kinds of games. Yeah, it's just, you know, when you sense that, the need... You know, then, you know, you got to have veteran teams to capitalize on the need. And I think those teams, Zealand East, West Ottawa, and Holland, have veteran teams. Yeah. That, that can capitalize. They can, that veteran leadership actually can be a factor in these kind of games. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's going to be an exciting week of football. Hope takes to the road this week. I believe they're traveling to Wisconsin, yeah.
0: Uh, so they're actually, on the road for two weeks, so yeah, going to be interesting road trip for them. Figure that out. Figure
1: out how they can uh, get back on the winning track. It's probably, I mean, early on in a season like that, especially after the way they lost, it's probably really good for them to get on the road, get out of town a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to Defiance this week, and then Defiance, Wisconsin yeah. Lutheran is the following week. Gotcha. Okay, and we will have some coverage from Defiance, Ohio, and uh, yeah, there. I mean, we've got other other high school and college sports that have started. I hope volleyball started pretty well. Um, high school sports have all started now. We've got some playmakers here and there in different sports, but there hasn't been any epic competitions yet really. I mean we had a pretty much all local golf tournament a couple weeks ago that Floyd Wongvillart from Zealand West won. Um, we had West Ottawa has swam against Holland and Zealand and beaten both of them uh, behind Aisha Afric. Uh, and they have some quality. Depth and so does Zealand. Those are two of the better teams, uh, but West Ottawa took care of that business with their depth pretty easily. Um, I mean, we haven't had any signature volleyball matches yet, or the, three the, trees might come through. The, yeah, the soon. three the three trees. If for all of you Sentinel readers and subscribers, the Zealandese front front court in volleyball. Uh, the funny part is Zealand West has three trees too. They're just younger, <laughs> <A couple laughs> and more years. they're going to have to play against each other a couple times and they're very talented too so i i can't wait for those those are kind of probably be the signature matches of of the season uh for high school volleyball in this area but i mean hamilton's really good holland christian's got a lot of talent um you know saugertuck has you know has has some pretty good talent too i mean west ottawa too so i mean you never know what you're going to get in that sense tennis teams are good i mean west ottawa beat holland last week in a you know pretty close one there's some great players on both teams there it's going to be a good good week for them but all the conference stuff starts into play and that's where the cross country is going to get interesting tennis is going to get interesting um we've already gotten some
0: conference matches in boys soccer mm -hmm. where holland christian beat holland and last week we talked about that briefly and um, that'll beef up more this week and for sure it should be a, a good week in terms of figuring out who's going to be pretty good and who's going to be just okay? Mm-hmm. And that kind of starts after Labor Day, where we're back in a regular school schedule. Everyone's back to school, and we're back in a regular sports schedule. And now we really get to figure out: Hey, these teams are at the top.
1: These teams at the bottom, and these players are playing really well. And, well. and We'll find out. Yep. And there's so there's a lot to a lot to look forward to this week. Lots of football. Um, also this week, Hope Volleyball hosts their MIAA preview tournament, I think, and uh, at least and they so they play four matches three matches four matches this weekend at home so it'll be their home opener at three o'clock on friday and then they will continue throughout the weekend so uh if football's not your thing you really listen to an awful lot of football to get to that point of this podcast <laughs> but um but hope volleyball uh, this this will be a good time to go out and see them too uh this weekend so especially with the football team on the road on saturday uh that'll be kind of the signature event of the saturday uh, around here so um that is if you're not glued to watching michigan play western uh <laughs> yeah. so um yeah we didn't even talk about that no we did not man michigan notre dame that was exactly how i thought it was going to happen wrap it but up man with this that, that honestly was exactly what i thought was going to happen me too. me too but uh they did not play very well michigan state uh be careful all you michigan state fans because you barely beat utah state also uh, you got the victory for sure but it was uh you know neither team played really well (laughs) this opening weekend at all and uh that's gonna make this year a little more interesting um it's definitely gonna make their matchup a little more interesting down the road um but uh michigan state plays at arizona state late and uh late night game and then uh, michigan plays against western so uh, i'll see if both teams can kind of get back on track a little bit but uh yeah, lots of lots of things happening. Yeah. Don't, don't forget the US Open finals this weekend. Um, it's the you know, it's the last big tennis matches of the year. i I obviously am a tennis fan. Um, I've been watching quite a bit of it. Uh, it's been very exciting, so there's just nothing quite like that. So and yeah. then you got Cubs in the playoff push. There is so much going on right now. The White now. made the playoffs. The White a thriller made the playoffs. Yesterday. We did not even get to that. The White Caps made the playoffs. They play Wednesday. Uh, they start their series against the loons. Uh, there's just this is one of the most exciting on. times um, in sports where you've got all of that, the baseball pennant push, football starting, everything like that. Hockey's uh, in 30 days, so yeah, just, and, and I'm I mean, excited. Kirk Cousins is going to have his regular season debut against, uh, for the Vikings next week. The Lions plan Monday night football to kick off the season. How weird is yep, that? Yep. Uh, there's going to be all kinds of things going on. So if you can't find a sport to watch... You're not not looking hard enough. (laughs) Yeah, because there's just about everything uh, getting ready to go here. So um, enjoy some football, some baseball, some tennis, and uh, everything else in between. So uh, we'll see you next week after uh, I take a more dominating lead uh, over Chris in the Picks. See you about that.